You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 46, where we continue our chat on saying yes and no. We call it the yes and no conundrum. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Leaders of the Future podcast. My name is Joel. I am from Axe Generations, and I'm joined by the formidable yet friendly Julian Clark from the 19 Project. Good day, Julian. Good, good day, Joel. And I quite I like that. I, I don't mind being formidable. Um, as long as people don't think I'm scary, that, that's all right. Well, I've just seen that term bandied around a little. You know, they, they talk about theologians being a formidable theologian. So I guess there's an air of respect about it too, right? Um, yeah. I, uh, it's one of those words that you kind of like know, think you know what it means. But um, oh, I've just looked at it here. Inspiring fear or respect through being impressively large, powerful, intense, or capable. Well, I'll go for the intense or capable rather than large. Large? I'll take that badge. <laughs> That'll be me. So, Formidable. Yeah. Come on, I'm going to get that on a T-shirt. Come on. Formidable. I am formidable, and then in brackets, yet friendly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, good, good to have a balance there, Julian. Yes. Well, well, today we're, we're continuing our discussion on saying yes and no. Uh, I guess another way of saying it is we're talking a bit about boundaries um, because boundaries are very important uh, when it comes to leadership and when you are leading other people. Um, I'll even throw it in there. In ministry, boundaries are even more important, I think, just because of the meaningfulness of what we do, the borderlessness and the meaningfulness of what we do. Uh, sometimes we need help in learning how to draw lines. Um, you're looking at me strangely there, <laughs> Julian. You're like, what are you talking about? Uh, in, in Christian leadership, every everything we do is meaningful because it's about Jesus. It's about eternity. It's about people. It's about love. Uh, and it's also uh, borderless in the sense that we are never short of opportunities to uh, to make a difference or to want to make a difference in people's lives. But of course, we are finite. We are human beings. We have our limitations, and we only have twenty four hours a day and seven days a week. So we sure, uh, we do. We need to uh, draw lines. Really important lines sometimes. So we thought this would be worth continuing uh, our discussion around. Also, because we know. At the moment, it is very important, especially in the age we are in, where it's it's a little bit hard to hide these days. We are always on. We are always accessible. Our lives are connected to everything digital all at once. So, so yeah, we'll dive into that, Julian. What do you say about that? Yeah, obviously, last episode, we kind of began to unpack it. And although we said we were going to move on to core values, we both felt, didn't we, that we should just spend a little bit more time um, talking about yes, yes and no, because they they are two words for leaders that we have to learn how to use well and in the right way. And I think you're right in kind of where lines can be drawn. Saying yes to the right things and no to the right things is important. And often we get that mixed up and we're not going to get it right every time. But our experience would be, and from what we know of, you know, when you read about other leaders that actually successful leaders are the leaders who have an ability to be able to say no to the right things. In fact, I think it was Warren Buffett said, um, successful leaders say no to almost everything. Um, 
because they are able to hone in on what it is that they should be doing rather than what everyone else can do instead of them. And that's a hard, it's a hard thing to learn, but an important thing to learn. And so, yeah, understanding the yes, no conundrum or whatever word you want to use is important. Yeah. And I don't know if I quoted it last uh, episode about one of my favorite pastors and leadership teachers, Craig Grishel, about their whole church's philosophy on what they do. And um, he said before that they, as a church, are good at saying no to a lot of the things they could do. So they say yes to the things they know they have to do. Mm. So, um, for instance, if you go to his church, you know, they are not the church that does a Christmas show or Christmas pageant. Uh, There's a lot of events or extra things that maybe other churches do. And they say no to that so that they can focus on being really, really good at their small groups, their Sunday services, and their selected and targeted outreach programs. And they are excellent uh, at everything they do. Uh, I think that's because there's a lot of things that they say no to. So it's very important. And uh, in in the Christian sphere uh, or leadership sphere, the context is uh, churches are or ministries are, if we're, if we're going to go there f- you know, from this angle, um, primarily volunteer-based. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very rare that uh, people are able to get employed to do this full time, or they have their, you know, they they have their time bought <laughs> in that sense. Um, and uh, so there, so there's the fact that everything is done volunteer. So real life also happens alongside. Uh, but then. Uh, what do you do when you are a talented young leader and resources are limited and everybody wants you to do something uh, because it's because yeah re- resources can be challenged and we identified there's probably four areas um, are, to consider around the whole yes and no conundrum or continuum. The first one is the spiritual element. Uh, the second one is the time and time management and organizational element. There's the responsibility element about your tasks and jobs. And then the fourth one is managing expectations in relationships. So spiritual, organizational, uh, responsibility, and relationships. Those are four critical areas to consider in your decision-making in what you say yes to uh, when, when you're a leader. Yeah, I mean, they're great. That, that covers it. Uh, you are a genius, I think, there, Mr. Bagnall. A uh, genius. They, they co- <laughs> I'm going to throw that in that. there. Come on. They, they cover everything. And I know in the last episode, I kind of mentioned, you know, there are some things that we should always say yes to, and there are some things we should probably always say no to. And when you think of the spiritual aspect to yes and no, obviously stuff like getting in the presence of God and reading your word, um, you know, for, for me, the non-negotiables of, of being planted in the local church, uh, I was thinking about this as well, you know, saying yes to your calling, even if you're not quite sure what it is yet, that you are committed to kind of discovering what that is and going on the journey of unpacking that with God. Those are the things to say yes to. And obviously, when you say yes to those, that means you say no to other things, because otherwise you, well... It's not that those that you're calling and your purpose might not get fulfilled. It might just take a bit longer to get there because you've said yes to some stuff that you should have said no to along the way. And we've all done that. So big um, amen from here. (laughs) But I love the other stuff 
with regards to like time management and responsibility and kind of expectations in relationships because it is difficult sometimes to say no when when people who you respect are asking you to do something or the pressure of if you don't say yes it might not get done you know or if you're in a work environment and your boss asks you to do something you can't say no to your boss because you might lose your job so it, there is a lot of pressure sometimes on us in regards to those other things. So uh, it's fascinating. I'm sure you've got stuff to add. Well, I mean, we might get, we might get to it later if we get time. <laughs> I don't know if people have looked up the, the Covey quadrant uh, from, uh, yeah, Stephen Covey, the seven habits of highly effective uh, human beings. <laughs> I just can't remember the, the title. We could probably get to that at the end. That is a tool. Uh, that could help people, um, especially when it comes to that whole thing of helping other people, but then fulfilling what you need to do. But let's let's start with the spiritual element. Uh, I know that we probably have a diverse listenership in that sense when it comes to, you know, charismatic things or, you know, hearing the voice of God. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess even even within say if you go to a highly Pentecostal church, uh, even within that church, you know, say to contrast it against maybe if you were in a Lutheran church, for example, um, it's not a given that everybody has the same opinion or the same philosophy on this. You know, I, I run into some leaders who you ask them to do a task and they're like, I'm just going to pray over that. And yes. uh, whether I feel the Lord say yes or no, you know, I will not do anything unless the Lord says yes. Some other people say, and to be honest, I'm maybe more the second kind of person, even though like I'm, I'm pretty Pentecostal to the back teeth. Just get me, just get me going on a Pentecostal two step and a good altar call. And we're, um, <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> but uh, if you want to know what that means, you can write to us later and I can try to explain that. Um, but I'm probably more to the, uh, angle of, well, maybe God will say no. You know, I'm happy. I have a yes hat on mainly, but then uh, my prayer when it comes to big decision making is God shut the door or say no. Let me know that this is not um, the thing for me. You know, I, I firmly believe that it's easier to steer a ship that is sailing. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, the spirituality aspect of that we could probably talk at length about, but the important thing is this. Always be prayerful uh, when you're considering taking roles and always seek spiritual advice because there are spiritual elements to the things we're, we're asked to do. You know, maybe tasks, maybe not, but definitely with roles because we do have a general calling and then we, ha we do have specific and seasonal callings. And... Um, Whatever it is, however that is works for you, whatever your philosophy is um, in that, how how rational or how spiritual you are, I don't know where you are on that spectrum, but um, Do you know, there, is sorry, a spiritual, there is a spiritual element in that that makes sure you consider when you're, you're saying yes or no. Yeah. At least have a position and a practice on that. Don't leave yeah, it to uh, chance. Uh, sorry, I was, I was interrupting you there, but do you not think sometimes people over-spiritualize the yes, no kind of question because there's some stuff that you don't need to pray about. Like like you've said, you know, can can you help put the chairs out, please? Oh, well, I need to pray whether or not God would Is that have me like to grace? do that. That's God you giving know, me a grace for that. I, has I he like given you some, a heartbeat? Well, yeah, I like what some pastors say. You know, if you're still breathing, then the answer is yes, isn't it? You know, if, <laughs> if, you're, physic if you're physically able, then 
in reality, the answer should be yes to stuff like that. But for some of us, you know, um, I've done kids' work, but the thought of being involved in it over the long term just doesn't fill me with great joy. So I know that's not my calling. I know that's not the place where God has put me. Um, so I could say no quite comfortably. I would help out on the odd occasion, but it wouldn't be for the long term. But that, that's just time, I think, that's helped me understand that. But I do think sometimes people <clears throat> over-spiritualize stuff when actually they could just say yes, but their, their uh, desire to want to pray about it is because they want to say no and they haven't got the guts to say it straight out. <laughs> it could be it. So, yeah. If you don't want to do it, just tell us you don't want to do it. All right? Yeah. It might feel a bit awkward, but hey, better yeah. better to just rip that plaster off and do it straight away. Because I know when you say, let me just pray about that, that means you don't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> That's a very strong position you have there, Julian. Sorry. Uh, Let's move yeah. on, move on. Uh, no, I can, no, 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 I can. Yeah. I can. <laughs> it, just, Some of you it just went silent there. When people have passed the... Hashtag when pastors get honest. Um, the, the listeners have just paused the episode and thought, what? What, does Julian need a moment? No. <laughs> no, I, I actually think there is, yeah, there is that element as well. I think... And part of that is cultural too. I agree. There are many people who over-spiritualize things to negate responsibility. And if that's you, grow up. Please stop that. Yeah. But there are honestly some people who are afraid to also invite God into that process or to trust him. You know, so I know some people who feel if they spend time praying and seeking the voice of God, they will end up as a missionary at the ends of the earth somewhere. You know, that's not that's that's a whole different trust issue. But my, my greatest piece of advice with that is um, you know, have a have a position on that. Understand how you work and then work on that, if that makes sense. So um, grow grow in that dynamic of the spiritual element of trusting God hearing God, but if your problem is not taking responsibility, then work on that. If your problem is what needing to rationalize stuff and not um, acknowledging the spiritual element, well, why don't you trust God and open up on that? Um, I, I actually have a, I actually have a quote for you, Julian, just to, um, just, just to add on to uh, your honest thoughts there. And it's something that my, my friend Thomas Hansen posted on Instagram in March and I remember it. And this is what he said. Oh, I don't know where we got it from, but it says, a few thoughts on being asked to help. If you can't, don't feel bad. It's not your choice. If you won't, don't feel bad. It's your choice. If you can, but won't, ask yourself, why not? If you want to, but can't, ask yourself, how can I make sure I am able to next time? That's very good. It's pretty solid. It is pretty solid. It's the journey, isn't it, of I'm happy to do something as long as it's at my convenience. So I'll say yes as long as it's convenient to me. Once it becomes inconvenient, which very often serving in church can become, then that's when I'll say no. Um, but those of us who, are, are, again, it's everybody's situation is different, so you've got to work that out for yourselves. But I, I love that. It's that kind of same same kind of journey if you're saying no but you could really 
uh, ask yourself the question, why are you saying that? I love that. Yeah, and I guess the, the other aspect too of it is the laziness is one side of it, but then also the part that makes this process so much harder is guilt, you know. Uh, some people feel guilty. They want to help. I had a conversation with a young lady yesterday who has really taken on too much uh, in their area of ministry, but they just can't help themselves. They see a need and they see other leaders struggling and they're tiring themselves out by always catching that person or, or feeling like they need to be the solution. They feel yeah. guilty when they say yes because they're not looking after themselves. They feel guilty when they say no because they feel like they are letting someone else down on their team. So there's no room for guilt in that as well. No, and that plays into the other three really, doesn't it? If you keep saying yes when you should be saying no, your time management's going to get out of whack. You're going to lose your margin. You're going to lose the opportunity to rest and you're going to overwhelm yourself. You're going to not be able to hold those things you have responsibility for as well as you could have done if you were more focused on the things that only you can do. Whereas there's probably some stuff you're doing that other people could also do. And then it's going to have that, you've talked about expectation in relationships. You know, it starts to become warped. If there's an expectation that you'll always say yes, then that's going to have a dynamic in that relationship that become will become unhealthy if you're not careful. Because one day you're going to say no to that person and they're going to go, what? You always say yes. Why are you saying no? And then there could be fallout because of that. So I think that what you're illustrate, what you're talking about there plays into those other three. Yes, definitely. And on that uh, practical time management stuff, there's so many amazing yes. tools out there. And I mean, we, <laughs> we, you know, we're not about to publish uh, something or pretend to be the time management experts. Uh, although I will say, that's I, I, well, something I've worked really hard on um, and uh, grown a lot uh, over the years. And I'm sure, Julian, you're good at it too. But if you, if you want some to, tools for that, uh, the, the, Covey, the Stephen Covey quadrant, uh, and that is dividing your tasks up into uh, ur, you know, urgent and important, you know, uh, urgent and not important, important and not urgent, not urgent, not important. And it's a good filter. Um, it's a good filter to put your your tasks and your roles through. And often, um, if you focus on what is Im important but not urgent, then you find yourself in a place uh, where you're where you have less and less tasks that are both urgent and important because you're better prepared. And the things, the things that are often not urgent and not important are problems that are not your own. Responsibilities yes. that you don't have to take responsibility for. There are other people imposing issues on you that you don't need. So uh, from a time management organization point of view, check that tool out because that will be very helpful. Yes, and the, um, the not urgent and not important stuff is often the stuff we put our attention to because it's not quite as stressful. Because it's not urgent and important, oh, it, it's, maybe it feels a bit more fun and it's a little bit further off, but it's actually the stuff we should be eliminating and saying no to. Um, whereas, like you say, the urgent and important is the yes stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do, you know. And uh, if you've been given a role on a team, if you've been given a mandate from the leadership, 
Um, that's the important stuff. And you've got to work out what is the stuff only I have to do. Mm. And then when other opportunities or other people come, is that really, you know, I know we all, we're Christians, we all, we are servants and we're a community, all of that. It's so good. But you've got to ask yourself, is this actually something that is my responsibility and something that I have to do? The next, the next step, uh, well, not the next step, but the next area is that whole responsibility. That's the segue into the responsibility in your job and your workplace. Uh, and uh, there are some awesome proactive uh, tools for that as well. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Julian, before, before uh, I jump on that one. <laughs> no, no, feel free to jump on that one. Come on. I'll let, I'll let you go for it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm on this journey with my team. So the mm. one of my pastoral roles, um, you know, always a fresh baptism of uh, learning when to say yes and no. How many things are you pastoring here, Joel? Um, but to, in the campus that I'm running for our church, we are on a journey. It's a little bit of a slow journey for some reasons, uh, you know, about working out what our team, our local leadership team is for and, what, what their roles are and what we do. But one tool that I loved that we used in the beginning of the year when we were building our team was Patrick Lencioni's six geniuses, six working geniuses tests. And that's another tool for you to work out, uh, for you to look at if you want to work out uh, what responsibilities or what kinds of roles you should say yes to um, in the future. And that is that whole thing around do you have the genius of wonder so are you someone who uh, is a bit more ideological or you're great at finding concepts or seeing needs that need to be met uh, or do you have the genius of invention so are you the kind of person who can get told or brought a need um, and then you're creative and you can find a solution or are you an enabler so does that mean do you play a great role in um working together with someone else on those solutions and implementing. Uh, and then the other ones as well, Are you? Uh, do you have the genius of tenacity, meaning are you a great finisher? Uh, anyway, you, I, won't, I won't spend all that time uh, <laughs> looking at <laughs> unpacking all of that, but there's a, that's a great tool because often um, the responsibilities we say yes to and no to are more than just a task list or an area to babysit. Do they actually fit my gifting? my skill set, all the things that come naturally. So we come back to the whole self-leadership and self-awareness and all of that. That's That could be a journey that might take one to two to three, five, ten years, but it is worth it because um, learn more about yourself. Uh, get feedback from people about what you are good at and what you're not good at. Um, and that will also help you decide what responsibilities are best fitting for you in a team environment. Yeah, and we're... I think we're tipping into what we want to focus in on the next episode, which is around that aspect of core values. So those things that six geniuses really can play a part in, like you say, understanding who you are. These are my core values. These help me to say yes to the right things and no to the right things. So, uh, hey, love, love. We obviously we love this topic. We could talk about this for. A long time. Some people listening may have felt that we have talked about it for too long. But um, hey, want to say thanks for being with us and uh, come back next week for the next episode. 
Thanks so much for listening today. We hope it inspires you and empowers you on your leadership journey. If you want to find out more about The 19 Project or Axe Generations, why don't you head to the19project.com or check out Axe Generations on Instagram or Facebook. We'll see you next time.